0: Welcome to the PPR Podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy football from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your host, Bob Miller. Hello, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Bob. And I'm Rob. And in today's episode, we're going to give you our top 10 bold predictions. But first, we want to thank you for listening to the show.
1: Yeah, guys. So uh, I think it'd be super awesome if everybody on whatever platform you're listening to that you go on there, hit subscribe, rate, review. Uh, We're getting this podcast thing started. We're having a good time, enjoying what we do. We love bringing you some good content, and we'd like to hear how we're doing. So give us some feedback. Let us know. Give us those five stars because you know we're good. But go ahead and uh, hit those subscribe, rate, and reviews button for us, please.
0: Yes, that'll help us out a bunch. Um, you know, we're doing whatever we can to help you win that fantasy football championship, and uh, you know, put a little money in your pocket, hopefully. So, um, so like we said in today's episode, we're going to give you our top ten bold predictions for this upcoming season, and some of them are pretty bold. Some mm-hmm. of them you may not. Eh, some of them may not be as bold but they're bold to us. So uh, we're going to get started. So, so Rob, what do you have as far? What is your number 10 bold prediction for this coming
1: season? All right, number 10, Dwayne Haskins. I have this guy losing his starting job already uh, by week four to Kyle Allen. Now, there were some reports that came out today I saw that said that the offensive coordinator is impressed with how he's like coming along, learning the playbook. Blah, 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 blah. Let's be real. Uh, Kyle Allen is familiar with old Riverboat Ron systems, as well as Scott Turner's. They both just came from Carolina. Uh, Scott Turner is now the offensive coordinator in Washington. He was the quarterback coach from 2018 to 2019 in Carolina. So he's very, very familiar with Kyle Allen. I don't think they would have gone out to get him like they did after they both went to Washington if they didn't have some intention of using him. So I I think Kyle Allen's going to be the guy in Washington initially until they're actually comfortable with Dwayne Haskins. Um, now, with that being said, I feel like Kyle Allen has a mediocre season, uh, kind of barely hitting 3,000 yards, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 20 touchdowns and 12 to 14 interceptions.
0: So you don't think that he's, he's just there to back up uh Haskins or or maybe light a little bit of a fire I, I don't know if he's old enough or been in the system long enough to where you you feel you need to light a fire under his ass but um you don't think they just brought in Kyle Allen just because he knows that Rivera uh offense that system and just to kind of have that security blanket just in case of an injury or do you think you I mean you so you see him you know taking that starting job uh before mid-season huh
1: oh yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's – I said by week four, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start actually week one. Um, and, and like I said, it's just because he already knows the systems. He already knows what he's doing. So learning the plays is not going to be an issue for him. Whereas Dwayne Haskins, while they may have every intention to use him, right, and he may be a better mm-hmm. quarterback, the, the the point being is Kyle Allen is already familiar and able to start week one with the system.
0: You think he gives them the best chance to win, and and, and if that's the case. Oh, for sure. You know, you know if, that, if that happens, man, what kind of ramifications is that going to have on someone like a Terry McLaren? I mean, a lot of folks – I mean, he. I wouldn't call him a sleeper, but there's a lot of – there's those receivers out there that people have high hopes on taking, you know, that second or third year leap, and, and Scary Terry is one of them. So, oh, yeah. I mean, do you think this has – Uh, a negative impact on on Terry to where if that is let's say hypothetically speaking man it's it's after week three or week four and and coach Rivera comes out and says that Kyle Allen's going to be our starter moving forward he gives us the best chance to win yada 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 I don't I
1: don't I don't think the weapons take much of a hit and that's just because they're out there running receiving routes now quarterback progressions through the routes is a different story like, it's a totally different vision aspect to the game. And I think with Kyle Allen already knowing the playbook, uh, I don't think any player on that team's really going to take a fantasy hit.
0: Hmm. But that's, that's good to know because one of the things you and I talk about a lot and a lot of folks ask us on Twitter, uh, there's a lot of trades and, and trade mm-hmm. questions and trade advice, and, and we do everything we can to help. So if if you were a, a scary Terry owner <laughs> and this happens – are you selling
1: or are you buying? Oh, man. I, I, I think I'm holding. I think and patience is going to be the key here. Like, you have a young team there, uh, and with Ron Rivera and, like I said, Scott Turner, the new offensive coordinator, I think you may need to be patient still, even with the Washington offense. Um, running backs are going to be running backs there. They have some hodgepodge mess of a running back room. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to touch it. I just, I stay away from it. I love me some Darius Geist, but I just don't think that anybody there can stay healthy other than the ageless AP. But I I think, uh, you hold on your players. Like if you can sell them, maybe sell them. I don't even know. Maybe try to sell high now before anything happens.
0: Maybe buy him. I mean, listen, if you don't think he takes much of a hit at all with Kyle Allen in there, um, then someone who owns uh Terry McLaurin in your league he may panic it's like oh shit man I've I'd, I'd, I'd you know I gotta move this guy or I got to get what I can out of him right now because he's about to plunge you know he's about sure to you know, so,
1: so I think maybe you know his stock's pretty high right now so yes it is if, if you're in a business and you can get a really good trade for him right now then maybe go for it right now and then if the quarterback switch happens or they announce it like go buy go buy scary Terry.
0: Yeah, maybe jump, I don't yeah. think he's
1: going to take the hit like everyone's going to project he does.
0: Well, that that's something to keep in mind. So, folks, if uh, if this happens, uh, maybe uh, if you can get him on the cheap, take take full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Go get him, you know. Go get him, and uh, you know, reap the benefits. So, yeah, that's uh that's a, that's an interesting take there, man. You know, shit, <laughs> not even going to make it halfway through the season. So, hey, interesting yep. stuff. All right, well, we're I'm might number ten bold prediction this year is that Brandon Cooks will finish as a top fifteen wide receiver in p p r leagues mm.
2: um
0: he he's constantly disrespected there's a there's a handful of wide receivers out there that just does they don't get enough respect and and it's guys like brandon cooks it's it's guys like uh trying to think, like a Tyler Lockett, uh, guys like that, that, you know, T.Y. Hilton, I mean, T.Y. Hilton, you know, can't stay healthy. You know, he's been hurt and banged up. But when these guys are on the field, they produce. And Brandon Cooks is the number one there because, you know, we, we talk about, we've talked about Will Fuller to death. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Will Fuller's great when he plays. But, man, he, he's a best ball league guy. You know, that's, that's what yep. he is now and you can't inv- he he will lose you games because he will get hurt in the first quarter he won't score jack squat and and it's going to and it's going to hurt you and you're going to get beaten that weekly that weekly matchup but Brandon Cooks yeah you know, he doesn't he doesn't get hurt he's consistent and there's a lot of targets that were forfeited in that offense i mean you know DeAndre Hopkins had 150 targets last year he caught 104 passes for over 1100 yards with seven touchdowns mhm so there's there's gonna be some uh, there's a there's a lot of targets you know uh, to go around, and and so, go ahead.
1: So, the, I guess the question would be then is uh, we're, we're going to talk about rapport with your players as a quarterback uh, and Deshaun Watson is is he going to have that sort of rapport by the time the season starts with Brandon Cooks to make those numbers happen for him for your bold prediction here?
0: Well, I don't know if. The rapport is—that's always important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, without a doubt. But someone has to get the ball thrown to them. Uh, you know, like we talked about before.
1: Don't forget Randall Cobb's there.
0: You know, Randall Cobb's going to catch some passes. You know, in that in that slot. And Will Fuller is going to be banged up and playing off and on. Um, Brandon Cooks is going to get targets. They wouldn't have traded for him if they don't intend on using him. And and. You know, Deshaun Watson averaged about thirty-six passes a game last year, and uh, I believe he was number four in, in the league in deep ball attempts.
1: So, oh, it's going to be great for Cooks then. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. With with Cooks, I mean, he he's a an all around wide receiver. He can run mm-hmm. great routes. He's got the speed. He can catch the ball downfield. And and the bottom line is he's going to get volume, and that's what we're looking for, uh, especially in PPR leagues. And and right now I've got him penciled in for seventy nine receptions, over a thousand yards, and five touchdowns. Hmm. Um, and and he's going late in drafts. I mean, his ADP is not not high at all, and you can get wide receiver two solid wide receiver two production out of him uh this year at a hell of a discount and if you're in a dynasty or a keeper league or something he's a guy that I'm targeting um because someone may you may be able to get him on the cheap but he's going to get so, a lot of targets
1: so is that is that stat line enough to make him Would you say top 15
0: that's what I'm putting him at I think the uh, the volume uh alone is going to put him right there I, I that's what I have him penciled in for um which is going to be borderline, right mid, um, you know, right there, mid wide receiver two range, top fifteen. I've got him as my fifteenth uh, wide receiver in production. Mm. Okay, you know, in my target. So that's what I kind of have him up there to finish in the top fifteen, uh, which is <laughs> is a hell of a deal for what you can get him at right now. So yeah, um, we'll see. You know, like I said, these are bold predictions. We'll see what happens, but uh, don't be surprised if something like that does happen. <laughs>
1: right. gotta, they got
0: to they got to throw the ball to someone there.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: All right, what you got for me there?
1: Uh, number nine, Sterling Shepard takes a leap into wide receiver one. Now, I would say this is a bold. This is not a bold prediction, but it is because the guy can't stay healthy. <laughs> so, I think wide receiver one numbers. I have him down here i'm predicting 94 receptions 1,285 yards and 12 touchdowns so he's going to be up there and doing big things for uh, danny dimes there in new york that's so huge I, th- I think well i think daniel jones is going to be more comfortable with the offense you're going to have a healthy sterling shepherd like i said and he's going to be um definitely more comfortable in the system and willing to sling the ball out there a little more so, as long as Shepard stays healthy, go buy him on the discount now while people are high on Darius Slayton. So, uh, I talked about Evan Ingram before on the show and how I'm pretty high on him. I think everybody's, everyone's expecting the targets to go to Ingram and Slayton, but if you look at the games where Sterling Shepard actually was in there, he had more volume. So...
0: Well, that, it, it's <laughs> it's like I've heard this before. Where have so I heard well, hold,
1: hold, yeah. hold on? Yeah, both seasons that he played all sixteen games, he had over a hundred targets, mm-hmm. and that was with Eli Noodlearm Manning. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, now he's got Daniel Jones who can sling the ball a little more. I'm saying Sterling Shepard's a wide receiver one this year.
0: That's pretty wild, man. It, it, it's kind of funny, is because you know for the last couple of years we've been waiting for Sterling Shepard to kind of break out. Yeah, it's and, driving me nuts. And, and and what I was saying is I've heard this before, and it just reminds me of, of the last couple of years saying this about Kenny Galladay. And mm, him, yeah. yeah. And, and him finally breaking out last year. Maybe, you know, just maybe that uh, Sterling Shepard is that guy this year. So,
1: yeah. would be like, a, what is it, like a fifth-year breakout you <laughs> Yeah. So how many? Yeah, he, have,
0: what, what was that? What was that stat line you had for him again?
1: Stat line I had was ninety-four receptions, twelve hundred eighty-five yards, and twelve touchdowns. <laughs> I'm telling, dude, he's a stud when he plays. Right, That's, and then you got you got other people on the field demanding coverage, and people worried about Saquon all the time. I'm telling you, Sterling Shepard is going to be a baller this year if he's healthy.
0: Yeah, man, that's like DeAndre Hopkins' numbers right there, man. Wow,
1: easy, easy. Wow,
0: yep. that's good stuff, man. That's the reason why we're doing this episode.
1: Hey, you, yeah, I may, I may be, uh, maybe eating my words at the end of the season and be like, I will have a big, I'm sorry, episode. Like, I'm sorry, I told you to buy Sterling Shepherd. I know, like, I should have known better, but I wanted to believe it. So,
0: well, listen, man. There's a million podcasts out there. There's a million shows. And, and and the whole name of this game is is predicting and doing our research, uh, looking at the past, making, you know, an educated guess, man. I, there's people out there that are saying, buy this player. And then, you know, people are saying, don't buy this player. It, you know, it, you, you can listen to two shows where one guy's telling you to buy Leonard Fournette because of this, this, and this this year. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that are saying... Get, he's a bust don't buy him you
1: know i don't so. think he's a bust at all this year but that's a whole nother topic i, th- yeah. I think he's a uh, win now if you're and, in win now mode this year that's your guy but. well exactly and his uh
0: you know little spoiler alert i think his name comes up again later on in this episode so oh yeah all right exactly so yeah yeah so that's pretty ballsy man but yeah, that's the name of the game man listen everybody makes their predictions everybody has their projections and about half of the time, you're right at best. So, mm-hmm. shit. If 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 we if we get five of these right, then then we're doing something right.
1: You know, shit, man. I'm here to have a good time. We're gonna we're gonna try to ball out this year in fantasy football. I'm trying to win some money.
0: Hell yeah. Well, you were talking about having, you know, Sterling Shepard jump into that wide receiver uh, one uh, mm-hmm. category. Well, my number nine is someone that's going to be an RB one this year, and that guy is going to be Cam Akers and Ugh. exactly okay. yeah yep. Okay. listen yeah <laughs> i'm listening he's gonna get the ball they're gonna listen they're talking about doing this committee and and getting all three running backs malcolm brown you know daryl Dar- Dar- henderson all these guys involved listen if they believed in those guys they wouldn't have drafted cam Akers.
1: all right also they would have used them last year more when todd Gurley was having issues
0: exactly and so I, they, they're just being politically correct and saying the right things. But the bottom line, the cream always rises to the top. And, mm-hmm. Cam, and Cam Akers, last year they played a little conservative. Now, they, had some, they, they lost some players on the offensive line. That affected Todd Gurley, obviously. But another thing that affected Gurley was the lack of usage. They were playing it a little conservative with him, and it, it really hurt their season. And I think they're going to write the ship, and they're going to run the hell out of Cam Akers. They're going to throw—there's not many—there may not be a better running back that came out of the draft this year that's better in the screen game than Cam Akers. The only other one I can think of is maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
1: Um, right, and, and also having to deal with a not-so-stellar offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: he's got all the intangibles. He's got the yep. tools. He's he's physically gifted. And you, you roll all that up, all those ingredients, and I think you're going to get a running back. I think you're going to get an RB1. Now, he may be the 12th running back on the season, 11th, but that's RB1 numbers. And I still want to have him. Exactly. Especially in PPR leagues. Everybody's getting hot and horny over, you know, Edwards Hilaire and, and Jonathan Taylor and a little bit of J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift and all that other stuff. And, and Cam Akers, is, he's getting a little bit of love, but he's, you know, not got the hype that he, these guys yeah, have. Yeah, you're
1: right. And you He's kind of been under the radar a little bit more.
0: I think, you know, if you can get him later on in your draft, um, if you go kind of running back, running back in your first two rounds and then you want to go ahead and hit the wide receivers hard, Cam Akers is a guy that you can get, uh, you know, in the middle of the draft that I think is going to be a hell of a steal because of just the volume that he gets. And and and, and here's the thing, though, is in order for him to get into that RB1 uh, – Kind of fraternity, I guess you could say. Some guys are going to have to drop out, and 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 I've got about two or three guys that I don't think are going to be are going to finish as RB ones in PPR leagues this year.
1: Uh, are we talking about that now, or are they more hot takes? No, nah, no, they're not more hot takes. It,
0: it, it's it's <laughs> not a bold prediction. It just kind of goes along with this. But I've got Mark Ingram dropping out of the top, you know, top twelve. I've got Chris okay. Car- Chris Carson. These are guys. You know, Mark Ingram was an RB one last year. He's not mm-hmm. going to be this year. You know, Chris, I agree. Chris Carson was an RB1. He finished as a, as a top 12 running back in PPR. He's not going to this year. And then here's one that, you know. Mm, why? Um, injuries, don't you say Carlos Hyde. Okay. No, I think injuries. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't think he can stay healthy. And I really, really, really do think that they are going to use Carlos Hyde just enough to piss you off. It's they're going. Uh,
1: it is Seattle, so yeah.
0: I don't know if it's Carlos like trying Hyde,
1: to trust a running back in New England. Yeah,
0: I don't know if Carlos Hyde's going to. St- he's not going to be that uh, goal line vulture by any means, or, but he he can catch the ball. He he's he's a good ball player, and they signed him for a reason.
1: And he's better for football than he is for fantasy. Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah. and and he's he's going to be involved just enough. That's going to hurt Chris Carson's overall like involvement. His his touches, and f- for that reason, and injuries injuries aside, and everything, I I don't think he finishes in the in the top twelve. And another guy, I I don't think finishes in the top twelve. That well, you can almost call this a bold prediction as well, but it's not. But it, it is is Nick Chubb? I don't think Nick Chubb. I, Kareem Hunt is. Oh, let's there. hold on on that. Yeah, we're well, going to save gonna, that for later. Yeah, we're not going to get there. But Nick Chubb, I don't, fit, I don't think he finishes there. I think some guys jump into that top 12. I, Cam Akers is one of those guys. Uh, Joe Mixon was, was an RB2 last year. He's going to be an RB1. He's gonna, oh, I agree. He, he's going to get just tons of looks, tons of touches. He's mm-hmm. going to get into that, that top 12. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to get in that top 12. And then Kenyon Drake's going to get in there. But we're going to talk about Kenyon Drake here in a little bit. So, you know, folks, if you can get – Cam Akers at a discount if you've already had your draft and you can go get him and um at a reasonable price trade for him by all means go for it if you have any uh any questions to us feel free to 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 tweet us and uh you know kind of tag us in a, in, a, in a poll or something of what you would think it would take to get or what someone's offering you know once in return for Cam Akers because I think this is a guy that uh, could be, I don't, don't want to say it's a league winner, but it will help you t- just so much with your depth um, on those bye weeks and could emerge to be your, your RB2. And right now, he, he's going to be an RB1. So if you have that, uh, say, three guys that are RB1, man, listen, if you have the second or third pick in your draft and you go get like a Zeke or a Saquon, um, and then on the on the turn, you can get maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or a, a Kenyon Drake or something like that, and later on get a Cam Akers. Listen, brother, you're going to have three RB1s on your team. Yeah, you're
1: year. ready to roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're going to be in good shape and go load up at wide receiver because there's a hell of a lot of depth there this year and tight mm-hmm. end. So, all right, well, that's my prediction. Cam Akers, RB1 to finish the season. So, what do you got for us there, number eight, big
1: guy? Number eight, man. Uh, so it's not super fantasy-type related, but it is a bold prediction for the season. And that is that Gardner Minshew takes the Jags to the playoffs.
0: Love it. Love
1: okay, it. Okay, so I, I'm mustache mania. I'm all in. I may be a Steelers fan, but, man, I love me some Minshew. Uh, he's like the, the 70s porn star I always wanted to be. So, yeah. Uh, their, their schedule is like average difficulty this year in Jacksonville, so I'm not too concerned about that. They have, like, the AFC South is very tough, but I feel like they're going to pull it off, and I feel like they readdressed their defense because they started losing people in defense, and they needed to fix some holes, and they did it during the draft, and honestly, I think the rookies they picked up are going to be just fine. So Gardner Minshew is going to take them. Um, the expanded playoffs it, like, method this year, what is it, 16 teams now? Uh, so expanded playoffs could lend a hand to uh, helping the Jaguars get into the playoffs, but I think he does. I think he takes them there.
0: Hey, listen, I'm I'm in on that. There's there's a lot of hate out there uh, for the Jags, and we talked about this in one of our previous episodes when we covered the AFC South, um, and we talked about the Jags in depth. Mm -hmm. Listen, they've got a a secretly pretty solid team down there. Mm -hmm. They can run the ball. They've got some pretty darn good wide receivers. Uh, Gardner Minshew is, hey, guess what? He's not a rookie anymore. He has a whole offseason to prepare for this and to be ready to start week one. Oh, yeah. And their coaches have already come out and said that he has all the intangibles. He has what it takes to be successful in this league. And, And their defense is not bad. I mean, they lost Calais Campbell, but that really just freed up for Josh Allen. Freed up that, and they still have Yannick Ngakwe. Um, mm-hmm. they had a hell of a draft. They picked up some nice guys on defense. They've got a – who did they sign at linebacker? Was it Schubert or Schobert or whatever?
1: Yeah, one of those guys. I don't, I don't have it in front of me anymore.
0: Yeah, they signed Joel Schobert or whatever from uh, from the Browns, who's a, just a tackle machine. So, yeah, man, that, that team is surprisingly – I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they did sneak into the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoff system. So, yep, yep. yeah, Gardner Minshew, man, that, uh, that's another guy that I like. And how can he not like him, man? That dude's, I know. That dude's cool as hell. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's well, all fun. Right. What's your number eight?
0: Number eight for me, man, is Austin Hooper will not finish within the top 15 in Tight ends in fantasy this year. He will not be a top 15 fantasy tight end
1: this year. Okay. I'm I'm following, I think. Yeah. I think it's just a a, a system thing up there.
0: Well, uh, it is. It is a system thing there because, listen, everybody knows what he did last year. And if somebody's going to play off that and draft him early, hey, I'm all for it because there's a lot of guys that are going behind him in the draft. That I personally would rather have in front of him, uh, Hunter Henry, believe it or not, is going is going behind Austin Hooper. Uh, Mike Gasecki is, Jack Doyle, Blake Jarwin, uh, Tyler Higby. Funny as it sounds, I mean, some of those aren't sexy names, but those are all guys I would take ahead of of Austin Hooper. I mean, that's people I would have instead of
1: him. I'm not messing. Uh, I don't know. I think I think the talent's there for Hooper more so than some of those guys. Like uh, I would take him over Mike Geseki. I don't know. Uh, who else did you throw out there? Man, but, um, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, no way. Hunter Henry's he yeah. he's gonna be the guy. I think Jack Doyle. We talked about
0: that in our AFC South uh, episode. I think Jack Doyle has uh, all the tools. That if he can stay healthy, uh, with with Philip Rivers being there, he could very much get the volume, get the touchdowns, and and finish as a solid tight end one this year. Uh, Blake Jarwin's kind of a hunch, and Tyler Higby. Uh, Higby is going to get volume he's going to get touches and when he gets the ball in his hands good things happen and and those are guys me personally now that I would take ahead of Austin Hooper because that Cleveland offense last year let me give you a guess how many targets how many targets did the tight ends altogether? how many passes were thrown to tight ends the whole entire season last year?
1: Mm, I'm going to say, I don't know, 60 or 70, something like that. It wasn't a lot, I know that.
0: It was actually 69. Nice. 69 targets. 69. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not a lot. No. Austin Hooper is is a touchdown guy, but he did have a lot of touches, and he's a volume guy as well. And to finish, if he doesn't have 10 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, He's not gonna be a tight end one because he's mm. just not gonna get the the ball thrown to him very much. And now get let me get let me put it back out there, man. Sixty nine targets for the entire team. Now, David Njoku was hurt and they had some scrubs in there filling in for him, but still all together and now David Njoku's not hurt. He's healthy. How's that going to affect? I mean, you got two tight ends there now. So how is that going to affect the overall volume that these guys are going to get? Because you had target monsters like Jarvis Landry had 138 targets last year. You know, Odell Beckham had 133 targets. Um, mm-hmm. But here's, here's the funny thing. After that, there wasn't one player on the team with 30-plus targets at all with the exception of the running backs, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. After that, no one else had more than – everybody else had less than 30 targets, tight ends, other wide receivers included. So, giving – knowing all of that, I'm not messing with Austin Hooper, not with where he's going right now. He's drafted right now as the eighth uh, tight end in PPR leagues.
1: That's too rich for me,
0: brother. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not messing with him at all because I think I can wait, wait, wait. I, I did some mock drafts today. Got I got uh, Hayden Hurst uh, way, way, way later than than Austin Hooper. I would rather have Hurst all day. I think that's Hooper. a sneaky
1: pickup because he's going to go in there and hopefully take Hooper's targets. Absolutely, so.
0: you know it could be a red zone end zone target, and and mm-hmm. I'll take him all day. I'm not touching Austin Hooper this year whatsoever because, it's, like you said, it's too rich for my blood. Uh, there's a there's so many tight ends that are going behind him that I would rather have uh, instead of him. So yeah, folks, if you if if you are an Austin Hooper owner, sell, 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 sell. sell. Get rid of him now before, while you can still get something for him because I'm afraid that you're not going to be able to get jack shit for him uh, here soon. So Yeah,
1: week one, week two, when he's not getting a ton of targets, it's going to be too late.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you can. Gronk's going behind him. Dallas Goddard's going behind him. Eric Ebron. Jared Cook's going behind him. You can't tell me you wouldn't rather have, with you being a Steeler fan, you would much rather have Eric Ebron than him. So
1: Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, man. So what you got? Number seven.
1: Number seven, I have Mitchell Trubisky beats out Nick Foles for the starting job. Now, the fans are initially pissed as if they like aren't just going to be pissed no matter what happens. Because there's going to be guys be like, oh, Nick Foles. And he's going Nick Foles is going to go in there and screw up week one. And then they're going to be mad at the Bears for starting him over Mitchell Trubisky. But if Mitchell Trubisky wins the job for week one and he goes in there and sucks, they're going to be mad at any, either that Nick Foles isn't playing. I think it's a PR nightmare up there in Chicago to have these two quarterbacks trying to duke it out. So, But I think Trubisky beats him out. And I think the Bears get stuck with the Foles contract. Uh, I think Trubisky has a, a career year, hitting 4,000 yards and uh, 30 touchdowns. I think he already has rapport with all of his wideouts. So A-Rob and Anthony Miller. Um, and who went there? Who's a tight end now? Jimmy Graham. Yeah, they, so they, got not, rid of, not,
0: they got rid of uh, right. Trey Burton, so
1: yeah. Right, and he went to Indianapolis, so he may take targets away from Jack Doyle like you we were talking about earlier. Uh, he can't but stay
0: healthy.
1: That's true. Neither of them can, really. But um, I, I think that uh, Mitch Trubisky is going to do better with his new offensive coordinator. they got Bill Lazor there. He had a rough time with the Bengals in 2017-2018. But now here's the caveat to that. The Bengals were not a good team. However, they had the third highest percentage in red zone scoring in the NFL in the time that Bill Lazor was there as the the offensive coordinator. Hmm. So, red zone targets and stuff, that's why I have Mitchell Trubisky being uh, a little higher. So, they get into the red zone, they're going to have a a higher chance of scoring just based off of the plays their OC wants to run. So, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Hmm.
0: Man, that, that... I'm not going to lie to you, man. That sounds good. I, uh, I've got a, uh, one of my dynasty leagues, uh, draft and uh, free agencies coming up here soon. It's a, it's an auction draft, or well, our rookie draft is snake, but then our free agents we do auction style, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Trubisky is a free agent, and uh, it's a super flex league, so. That may be a, a sneaky Go little guy. Go spend,
1: like, next to nothing on him and see what happens. I
0: think I'll be able to get him for absolutely. I think the risk is is definitely worth it with him. And, if, gosh, if he put up those numbers, man, that's gold. That is That is good, good stuff there. So I'm going to stick with the quarterback theme with my number seven. Okay. And I'm going to say that Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, finishes as a top seven quarterback in fantasy this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Top I like seven. it.
0: seven. Listen, that guy, I, I, something about him, he, he's got it. And he was a rookie last year, kind of like we were talking with Gardner Minshew. He's
1: he got He was a, a turnover machine last year. I think he fixes that.
0: Well, yeah, he's a rookie. You know? Yep. I mean, shit, Peyton Manning was a turnover machine his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you, you get that whole off season to definitely, you know, you know what you're up against now. You've got better preparation. Uh, listen, it, sh- shit, if Sterling Shepard puts up those numbers that you're you're predicting here, and Darius Slayton puts up the numbers, and you still have Golden Tate there, who's who's a, a great yak guy. I mean, yards after yep, catch yep. and Evan Ingram. Shit, I mean, there. Oh, and there's a running. I can't remember that running back they have there. That can, mm-hmm, he can catch a couple. Guy. Yeah, Saquon can catch mm-hmm. a few passes. So you have all of the ingredients, man, that that makes Daniel Jones a hell of a get this year. Oh I, yeah, you know, listening to people like Brad Evans on Sirius XM, he he is huge on Daniel Jones this year, and I am as well. And you know, I had him, I've got him in a dynasty league, and and really reaped the benefits of him last year. I mean, he had four games last year where he scored over thirty fantasy points. Um, Jeez, absolutely, and and. Uh, there's some folks out there that you know a lot of people think that the Giants, uh, that the Giants are are, are not going to be a very good team this year. They've got right now they got about the seventh easiest schedule uh, out there. Um, but
1: I think they make the playoffs.
0: I mean that's uh, you know that's ballsy. I don't know if they like. I
1: think the-, the Eagles miss. I'll add. I'll add uh, an eleventh bold take. The Eagles miss the playoffs.
0: Yikes! Yikes! Uh, yeah, Philly, will uh, they'll burn that city down, uh, to say <laughs> the least. But, no, I, I really do think that, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that think that, you know, a lot of analysts and everything that think that uh, a lot of these predictions that have the, the Giants with a pretty bad record next year. If that's the case, they're going to be playing from behind a lot, which means they're going to be throwing it a lot. And mm-hmm. I think Danny, um, if that's the case, he's going to be a garbage time hero, um, but with all of those weapons he has next year, um, I think the sky is the limit for him. And and I think he jumps right into that, you know, top seven quarterbacks um, and really starts making some people think about taking him in their top five quarterbacks and Dynasty Leagues uh, moving forward, you know, after this year. Uh,
1: with yeah, I pe- mean, in some of the leagues I'm in, he's already there. Like in Superflex Leagues, he's going early.
0: Yeah, like, I still see, like, Baker, and, you know, I, I see some of these guys that are going in front of him um, that I I would per, I personally have him ranked uh, higher than uh, people like, you know, I, I have him all day over Baker Mayfield, um, especially in a dynasty league. Um, I take him, this may be crazy, I take him over a Josh Allen. Uh, I'd take him over Joe Burrow. I'd I'd take him over people like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. These are all guys that are going ahead of Daniel Jones in, in these leagues. Uh, Jared Goff. I mean, these are guys that I would take, uh, I would take, I don't know if I said Aaron Jones by accident or not, but I would take uh, Daniel Mm -hmm. Jones over all of these guys, maybe in that Carson Wentz area there. um, But I'm taking him over people like Baker Mayfield and, and, Listen, he could flirt with top five uh, down the road if if Kyler doesn't pan out. You know, like everybody everybody's already uh, appointed Kyler Murray as the number three uh, quarterback out there, just like they did with Baker Mayfield last year. So yeah, I think people need to calm down on Kyler. Absolutely, um, if Kyler doesn't pan out and become that top five uh, quarterback, and if Deshaun Watson takes a step back. Um, then then I really could see, hell, shit, he might jump in a top five status there. Uh, he, could be, he could be a league winner this year. There's always those quarterbacks that you can take late. Uh, last year it was Lamar. Uh, who was it the year before? It wasn't Mahomes the year before, was it? I think it was Mahomes the year before. Yep. And then I think the year before that it was Matt Ryan. There's these guys that just, man, just blow up that you get later on in the draft. My guy this year is Daniel Jones.
1: All right. I'm with you on that, I think. I'm ready to see him in action.
0: All right. What do you got? What do you got there, number six?
1: Number six, uh, sticking with the quarterback theme, Cam Newton goes to the Raiders. He's still a free agent. I think that the Raiders signed Mariota because they weren't sure what was going to go on. Um, I, I feel like because they still have the cap space that they go and get a Cam Newton. Uh, Mariota is not the answer. Let's be real. You see what happens. Like you bring Ryan Tannehill in, and Tannehill just takes the job now. That uh, could just be a, a coaching thing. Like with Adam Gase, he's just not a good coach, and doesn't know how to use players. And we've seen players leave Miami improve that. And then when he leaves Miami, you see players like Devonte Parker take off. Mm-hmm. But um, you're looking at like Cam Newton to the Raiders. I think is uh, a a very very doable thing for them and I think it'd be smart for them it'd be good for their team good for their image a cam makers in Las Vegas like his showmanship and everything I just think it's fitting and what the team would it would match where they're at in the country I think it matches the the team and the weapons they have and uh Derek Carr's only two and a half million dollar dead cap hit after this year. Yeah. That's I, that's nothing. Like no, that's, by, by that's, Derek Carr. Like. Yeah,
0: I, I actually didn't see Derek Carr making it as as horrible as uh Mariota is. I really saw him finishing the season as the starting quarterback there uh with the Raiders. Um I, Mariota? I, I really really do.
1: Ooh, bold take 12.
0: Yeah, I know, right? But Ooh, I really do. Mar- <laughs> I think they brought him in because of Derek Carr. Um I don't think Mariota's is any good at all, but I, I don't know. I think they're going to get frustrated with Derek Carr. And I think Mariota is going to take over, uh, could be mid season, could be towards the end of the season. But I, I think at the end of the season that Mariota is the starting quarterback for that team. Now, listen, Cam Newton would, would definitely be worth, uh, them investing in, especially if, uh, if they don't believe in Derek Carr, which I don't think that they do. Um, but that would be nice. That'd be a hell of a, that'd be a nice place to see him, see him play. That'd be a great landing oh, yeah. spot. That would be a good, good landing spot. for It'd be him. exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not
1: a Raiders fan by any means, but it'd be entertaining for sure.
0: Maybe we, uh, we need to talk to maybe the back row Raiders show and 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 see what, uh, see what his right, right. With that. Get yeah. old Reggie on there and talk yeah. to him. See what he has to say about that. It's good <laughs> stuff, man. You have got. You've got the, the Raiders picking up Cam Newton. I like it. That'd be a hell of a fit, and they'd sell a hell of a lot of jerseys there, too.
1: Oh, yeah, they would. Well, all right, where are we at? Number six? All right,
0: <laughs> yes, man. Yes, sir. I'm going to – my number six bold prediction, Kenyon Drake, top six running back, PPR leagues, book it. Ooh. Finishes as a top six running back in PPR leagues.
1: Okay. And I, I I can buy it. I see where you're coming from with that. Uh, and, again, this is a, a Adam Gase failure. Yeah, yeah, he,
0: he is. Yeah, Look, there, there's proven. a lot of those. There's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was reading some some stuff. Greg Rosenthal at NFL.com says that he could see Kenyon Drake have more than 350 touches this coming season. True
1: over three you're getting up there with like CMC numbers I'm telling you, you know. mm.
0: he he touched the ball an awful lot last year uh you know they brought him in uh in the final eight games after they acquired him he had 151 touches and he was he was a, a championship winner he was a a, a fantasy championship you know, player for you last year, because in the fantasy playoffs, man, he was a monster. I mean, right.
1: And you had teams that had him like through the beginning of the season. And were him. just kind of stuck with him or, I mean, yeah. Dynasty. We're talking about though, yeah. like people were holding on to him, like hoping for whatever, you know, like he's just kind of sitting on a roster and then he gets traded. And all of a sudden this team that wasn't going to make the playoffs wins the championship because they went from having like a heartache Running back room to the stud, like the guy that gets them there and wins in the championship. So,
0: and, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think in week 15 of the, the, the fantasy playoffs, man, he had in, in a PPR league, he had 39.6 uh, points that that oh. in a playoff game. You imagine oh. losing, like, damn, really, dude? Kenyon Drake just put you past me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I just lost because right. Kenyon Drake just blew up on me. Um, and then the following week, in, in week 16, in championship week, man, he had 33.4 points. So he, he he did another
1: 30-something points. I don't know. That's disgusting. I, I see. It, it, Go ahead. It makes, me, it makes me wonder, like, how does Adam Gay still have a job? People see these players going everywhere else and having wild success. And then it's like, okay, well, we're stuck with him. Like, I mean, it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it it's become uh, comical, to be yeah. honest with you, um, to see the people move on from him and do so much better. I mean, it's like, how bitter must he feel? I mean, it's like when you break up with a girl, or or you dump this chick because of something, and then you see her a couple of years later on Facebook or something, or you bump into her, and she's just doing so, so well. She married some guy that's hotter than you and makes more money than you or just more you know it just pisses you off you're like screw her the hell with her. right you know that's, that's, that's adam what everyone's gaze.
1: doing to adam gaze that's adam gaze <laughs> it,
0: it, all these exes all his exes are doing so well yeah so yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool. but listen man Kenyon drake was a beast last year once uh once they picked him up now david johnson got a lot of touches there as well he was involved guess what he's not there anymore Mm -hmm. And this offense is going to run. They're going to put up some points, and Kenny Drake is going to benefit from this. He's going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of volume, a hell of a lot of touches, and he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's going to score double-digit touchdowns easily in this offense, and he's going to catch... You know, quite a few passes in it as well. so I see him by far being a top six finishing in the top six running backs uh, in PPR league so if you can go get him uh, in a dynasty league uh, if you've I've done some some drafts and looked at his adp I mean he's going in the second round so he's not really at a huge discount there but if you can still get him um, at the end of the second round listen if you've got a top two three pick, and you end up with Zeke or Saquon or something, and then you're coming back around, and you can take a Kenyon Drake uh, with your second-round pick, home run. Home run. Yes, sir. You're going to have two top six running backs uh, to work with there. And like we were saying, and later on in the draft, go pick up like a Cam Akers because he's going to finish as an RB1 as well. So that's my take there with number six. So what do you got got for me at number five, brother?
1: So maybe instead of a Cam Akers, you pick up a uh, Kareem Hunt he's going a little later in drafts uh, Way I have late. he is he is super late um my bold take number six is Kareem Hunt is a top 10 running back in PPR format now you saw what he did when he got back with the team yep. he wasn't allowed to do anything with the team until then so everyone that's high on Nick Chubb is they're gonna still be high on Nick Chubb because he is the the de facto number one running back there and that's fine I don't think that he's the de facto number one point scoring running back there. So where I'm going with this is go buy Kareem Hunt on the low while you can before the season starts, and Kareem Hunt is getting a massive target share from Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, he, he is a sneaky good pickup, and I think he's mm-hmm. a, I, I was looking at him as like a flex play because, like you were saying, when he came in, I believe it was week 10 last year, he immediately – I mean, from that point on – uh, Nick Chubb was only putting up about 14 points a game in PPR leagues, and 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 Hunt Hunt was, was right behind him. Yeah, he was 13. right there, about 13. Yeah, yeah. He was, So I mean, they were neck and neck. And look how much higher uh, Nick Nick Chubb's a first round pick, and Kareem Hunt is a late round pick. Yeah. So with the upside there, I mean, he's a, he's an incredible player. He can catch the ball. He's going to be involved in that passing game. Uh, and, and playing the whole season so I can completely see something like that. I could see him finishing as a sneaky R B one. That's bold. Um I see I personally got him right there. You know, as a hell of a flex player, maybe even a a, a, a running back too. but Yeah,
1: wouldn't. I'd definitely be comfortable with him being my running back two on a team this year.
0: Listen, if Nick Chubb got hurt
1: Oh then it's yeah. It's I mean ridiculous. he would uh, I don't play fantasy football based off of hoping for injuries, but I feel like if if he does, man, Kareem Hunt's gonna be he's elite. gonna be up there with your elite yeah, with yeah. your Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott's and you know, and, Saquon's like just you're gonna see Kareem Hunt just ball out of control. Yeah, and then gonna, it's too late. It's yeah, too late. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean there's always those injuries and then people just freak out over the waiver wire or mm-hmm. or if you're lucky enough to have that player as kind of like a handcuff on your team. Um listen, if you're a if you're a Nick Chubb owner you'd be an idiot not to have Kareem Hunt on your team. So And you could
1: even start them both. Absolutely. Like if you put Nick Chubb in one of your running back spots and then throw Kareem Hunt in your flex or something if you have to. Like there's there's very few teams that you can say that about their backfield like I'd be willing to start both backs.
0: I mean, he could and, he could easily, you know, put up 15-16 points per game in 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 a uh PPR setting which is with is, Nick Chubb. Yeah, and that's so, RB1 numbers. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, so that's, that's good. You know, that, that's something right there. Another league winner right there, possibly, you know, Absolutely. And, that, and that's what we're here for to help out these folks and help them, you know, find those little diamonds in the rough that can help them win their league. And I really, really like that one. That's a good one. A real good one. So my number five, I'm going to stay in that division. All right. And my number five, bold, bold prediction is, is that Hollywood Brown will finish as a wide receiver one this year. Oh my god. A homer
1: pick. Yeah, Come man. Come on. Hey,
0: Hollywood's getting a lot of love, brother, and he's going to put up a lot of points this year. He's going to be featured in that offense and 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 the training wheels are off, man. He's had that that screw and and that stuff taking out of his foot. I mean, he was talking about last year how he could barely even walk. And he was still – I mean, he still had seven touchdowns last year. 40, mm-hmm. 46 catches, 584 yards, nothing there is sexy. But he had seven touchdowns in that offense. This year, with with the chemistry between him and Lamar Jackson, they're like best buds. And they didn't go get a wide receiver. I mean, they drafted a couple of guys, but they didn't go and get uh, a stud or, or go sign anybody or bring anyone in. Uh, so he is the clear-cut number one wide receiver in this incredible offense. And they're going to throw the ball a little bit more this year. And he's going to be featured. They're going to get him the ball in screen plays. He was running the ball last year. He is going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of touches. And right now, I've got him penciled in, man. I've got him penciled in at 77 catches over 1,000 yards. Actually, 1,089 yards with nine touchdowns. If he's
1: getting 77 catches, he's getting more yards than that.
0: Yeah, cuz he's
1: a he's a field stretcher. I think you're you're going to see if he's getting 77 catches this year, you're going to see him upwards of 1300 yards.
0: Well, listen, let, let's just put it this way. If he does catch catch 77 passes with 1089 yards and nine touchdowns, that's 242 fantasy points in a PPR league. That would have been top 7 last year in fantasy. So, mm-hmm. easily if you've got him penciled in for even more yards if he makes those catches. Shit, man, he 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 could be a top Three, you know, top five at least, uh, wide receiver. And this is another guy that you that's not getting the respect. He's he's another wide receiver you can get later on in your draft, like a Tyler Lockett, um, like a Brandon Cooks. That's really really going to help you really take those running backs up front and 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 really build your team around that running game and go and get like a Hollywood go get a Brandon Cooks go get some of these receivers later on because that's going to help you win your league but like I said man Hollywood Brown is going to blow up this year if you can get him in a dynasty league if you can get him in a redraft league if you can get him in a keeper league it does not matter I think he's a home run this year
1: uh, yeah he's going kind of later too in drafts so you can uh kind of sneakily pick him up nobody has ever trusted the Baltimore wide receivers so,
0: no, no, I, you know, I did, I did some drafts uh, today, man. I picked <clears> him up in the seventh, almost eighth. I think I got him in the seventh, eighth round. Mm, think about that. I mean,
1: that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you can, if you can get that, man, uh I, I've i watched a lot of shows, listened to a lot of podcasts, listened to a lot of stuff, man. Everybody's on this Hollywood train right now. And um, I'm um I'm on board with it as well, man. I think he's going to blow up this year. He's going to be a stud. He's going to be a league winner.
1: So I just did a uh, Superflex draft. Uh, just finished it up this morning, actually, and Marquise Brown went uh, the ninth pick in the eighth round, in the eighth round, and it's a twelve-team Superflex. Beautiful. So eighth round.
0: Gosh, man, that that's, yeah. I mean, that's a steal. That is a steal. There, there's just no way this guy's gonna get the volume, and he's man. I I see Tyreek Hill uh all day with hollywood brown that's how i thought about him in in the beginning and and i still see that moving forward uh he's going to blow up
1: all right let's see here where we at number four yeah we're on number four you ready to go yeah let's do it all right uh i'm gonna go back to the the raiders uh and brian edwards there's a lot of hate going on for brian edwards I think he's the number one receiver in Las Vegas hmm. over Hunter Renfro over Henry Ruggs, over Darren Waller, their tight end who was a target hog. And uh, I think he leads all rookie wide receivers this year in receptions. So uh, I, I have him at a, uh,
0: wait Tommy. all wide receivers, all rookie wide, receivers, all
1: rookie wide receivers. Woo-hoo. Brian Edwards is the number one wide receiver. And it's just because of, like, uh landing spot for some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that he's the best wide receiver to come out of the draft, but I am saying that he is going to lead the rookie wide receivers because of his talent set being there in Vegas. So I, I have him with uh, around 65 receptions, about 900 yards, and six or seven touchdowns, somewhere around there.
0: Man, that'd be nice.
1: Yeah, so... I. I I like Henry Ruggs uh but I, I think like you're gonna see him cross in the middle a lot and he's kind of a deep threat because he's fast mm-hmm. I think they intend to use him as a Tyree kill um but he's not their number one wide receiver now Hunter Renfro was a, a target monster at the end of last year um he's gonna be good for real football but not so much for fantasy because let, 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 let's be real here now I, I talked earlier about cam Newton possibly go like I'd like to see him there uh but even with Derek Carr there, they don't have a big-bodied receiver there other than Darren Waller, and that's why Waller was so successful. Brian Edwards is six foot three, two hundred twelve pounds. He's gonna go get the ball. So as long as he stays healthy, he is the number one wide receiver in Vegas this year.
0: That's interesting, man, because this is a guy that you can most likely you're gonna get him if you're got a rookie draft coming up here soon. Uh, I mean, you can get him in what the third round?
1: Third round, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you're getting you're getting him for nothing hell. You can go make a trade with someone, trade them something small just to get an extra third round pick and boom, go take him. I mean, yep. no, I mean low risk, high reward. Heck, if someone's already made uh, if you've already been through a draft, uh maybe go try and pick him up. I mean, I don't think anybody uh anyone's really has I
1: think at that. worst you're going to pay for it. it's a second. Like unless somebody's a truther like me. Yeah. Like absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to want a first round pick for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you've got those guys. There's always these guys in a in a fantasy league, um, and you know what I'm talking about. That it, it just because they own these players, whatever player is on their roster is going to blow up.
1: Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know
0: what I'm talking about? That guy mm-hmm. in your league. Mm-hmm. Like I can't trade Mike Gosicki because he's he's going to blow up. You know, I mean, he's this and this and this. You know, I. There's always that guy that no matter who he has man they're gonna be studs it doesn't it, it dude i mean yeah
1: so yeah, everyone's for sale for the right price
0: yeah I'm right there with you too man i mean you can't win without i mean listen just uh, like so many people say out there uh, your 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 league isn't won a champ a fantasy championship's not won through the draft about a third of it is the other yep. third i mean the other the second third of it is through you know trades and and waiver wire and then, and just like Brad Evans says, with you know, used to be with Yahoo and now with SiriusXM, the other third is just just luck. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, uh, be a little
1: more than a third.
0: Go out there and draft the guy if you haven't, if you can, go draft him. If not, go trade for him because you're not going to give up jack squat for him, and that really could pay off. Listen, if if, if that happens, man, home run, home run, mm-hmm. especially moving forward. And then maybe you can cash out on the guy and uh, really sell high with him, especially in a dynasty.
1: So if any of you are listening and you're in any of my leagues, um, I'm Dynasty Rob in most of my leagues, please try to sell me Brian Edwards. I will buy.
0: (laughs) You are a buyer. Mm. There you go. All right, man. Well, my number four, my number four, someone we talked about earlier um, that we're going to talk about now, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette will finish as a top five running back in PPR leagues this year.
1: Okay, okay. I think with Minshew taking a step forward, I can see it. I don't know how bold said bold take is. Dude's a beast. Yeah. He just uh, doesn't get along with the leadership down here in Jacksonville.
0: No, no. And, and like we said in our AFC South uh, episode uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, the, the offense runs through him. And, yeah, they, they're not going to – he's probably not going to be there next year. Most likely, he's he's out the door next year. So they're going to run the wheels off of him. And I he, agree. You know, yeah. he had over 300 touches last year. He had 265 carries um, and 76 catches. Now, he only had three touchdowns last year. There's got to be some positive uh, regression there with this. I, I still have him, you know, with 250, t- you know, plus carries, um, maybe 70 catches – and 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 I've got. Let's see. Let's say he doubles that touchdown mark. Say he's got six touchdowns. Um, you know, if he has seventy catches, I mean, he's going to be top five material as far as fan. His fantasy production is going to be top five if he even doubles his touchdowns from three to six.
1: I don't know that he's going to get that many receptions this year, though. You don't. So no, and and I I think Chris Thompson. Like, Yeah, Chris Thompson's there, and they drafted LaVisca Chenault. And Didi Westbrook's supposedly healthy. I'm not holding my breath, but uh, LaVisca Chenault's a a little bit of a beast, and he's got very short hands. So I I think they're going to ease up some of the touches on Fournette. Now, run the wheels off of him, like actually running, running? Yes. And I can see some positive regression in the touchdown category, which is going to keep him up there in your RB5 land, like you said.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if he has seventy six catches because that's an awful lot. Um, yeah, because man, I want to say he had like a hundred targets, um, so he may not have that. But let's just say he has seventy catches, and that's what I have him penciled in for. Um, I have some some you know him taking a step back as far as his receiving production, just like you think maybe just not as much, um, and he may be catching one touchdown pass out of the backfield. Um, but if he goes to six touchdowns and still has all those carries. It's going to put him in the top top five category because I think there's a couple of guys that fall out of that top five in PPR leagues. Uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, everyone, uh, listen, you can't count on touchdowns, and he had a crap ton of them last year.
1: Yes, he but, did.
0: And so you talk about that 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 regression. I, I think he's, I think people are a little too hard on on Aaron Jones. I think he's still. A, a solid running back, and I'd love to have him in a league, and he's just not going to have a hundred touchdowns again next year like he did last well,
1: year. Uh, and the, a lot of people are getting low on him because uh, this is his last year
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Green Bay, and who knows what's going to happen. And uh, I I've talked about this before, and it seems to be the the way of the future for the NFL is they're just going to ride rookie contracts out with people with running backs, and, unless. They are your Ezekiel Elliott's and Saquon Barkley's or Christian McCaffrey's, people that are 100% deserving of a big contract. Now, And let's face it, like there's running backs that come out of college every year that could just run the ball, and they just run the wheels off of them for two or three years, and they just use their bodies up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some guys so, aren't as special. I mean, you know, right. McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara and Zeke and Saquon, those guys are special, special talents. Yeah. And, you know, and people like Edward Solaire and Jonathan Taylor are going to be right there with it as well. But there's nothing special about Aaron Jones. Um, you know, he just, got a, he just got a lot of touches, and they ran the ball every time. It, it, it would piss you off as an, Aaron, as an Aaron Rodgers owner because you're like, all right, throw it to Devontae Adams or throw a touchdown. Throw, throw oh, damn it, mm-hmm. they just handed it to Aaron Jones again. <clears throat> um you know so so he just had a lot of touchdowns so I you know I have him falling out of that top five Um, right he's not going to be a top five and another guy I have fallen out of the top five as well is Austin Eckler now don't get me wrong I still think he finishes as, as a back end kind of running back one but I don't have him as a top five but I do have Leonard Fournette sneaking in there um and replacing one of those guys so yeah good stuff there um like you were saying it You know, I put this on Instagram a few days ago. He's a major, major trade target of mine.
1: Yep, I saw that.
0: Yeah, on our Instagram page, I kind of put the reason why with, with what we were talking about with this volume and the touches and everything. If you are competing this year for a championship, go get Fournette. Oh, yeah. He... He's gonna get the touches, like we were saying. I'm not gonna repeat myself, but the bottom line is 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 you can really kind of downplay him a little bit with maybe the four net owner in your league. Um, listen, the Jaguars suck. You know, they're he's not gonna he's not gonna get this or get that. He's not gonna get that many catches, or he, you know, he's not gonna have the, that much opportunity. And 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 they declined his fifth year option. He's not even gonna be there next year. Whatever you have to say to to discount him do it and go get him because he's an RB1, he's a strong RB1, and he's going to help you win a, a, a lot of games. And right now he's going in the third and sometimes in the fourth round uh, in these redraft leagues. If I can land him there, holy shit, I am happy as can be. And if you can go get him in a dynasty league, take full advantage of that, You know, talk him down a little bit, get him at a discount. And, and just, that's,
1: that's if you're winning now. Yeah, win now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Bu- I'm not buying him if I'm trying to win the next year or two. Yeah, if you're and in a it's just rebuild, you're gonna be or, stuck with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're in a rebuild, don't. I wouldn't mess with him too much. But uh, if you're not, if you if you feel like you can win a championship this year, he's a guy that you can easily acquire that can get you over that hump. So yeah, uh, go get him. Go get him if you're competing. So, all right, man, we have made it to our top three. So, man, what do you got for me?
1: All right, about to get saucy. Uh oh. The Browns trade Odell Beckham. What? Yep. Where? I think he he throws a little baby fit. I don't know where he's going to (laughs) go, but it's not going to be in uh, Cleveland. So I think he just uh, keeps throwing baby fits because he's not going to be the sole target hog. Now, last year, you saw him throw a couple fits on the field. Jarvis Landry is his buddy, Mm -hmm. but he is upset that Jarvis Landry is getting more targets than him. Um, And I don't think it was by much. It was a couple of targets, but... In Odell's mind, it just is all of them. So uh, now you were down on Austin Hooper there, but I do think he takes some targets away. He does. And
0: then we were and, talking about and then Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So you got Landry and Kareem Hunt, all upper, like wide receiver running back twos in fantasy. And, uh, David honestly, and Kareem Hunt being number one, wide, or number one option in fantasy, like a top 10 running back. Uh, David Njoku, eh, I think he's more of an athlete than a receiver. I'm i I'm not I'm one of those people I'm not high on Njoku.
0: I'm not either, but he but, but it's another mouth to feed.
1: Right. And, and he he's there. So and then Nick Chubb still like let's not forget that Nick Chubb is still there, so he's gonna get some targets too. And I think Odell is just gonna continue to throw baby fits because he wants to be the superstar and have all the the, the shiny lights on him. So I think Odell Beckham gets traded and someone else is gonna eat that that dead cat for the Browns. It's only 14 million bucks. Someone that needs needs him is going to
0: Green him. Green Bay Packers.
1: No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they'd be willing to do that. If If, if I'm being honest, I'm thinking uh, Russell Wilson makes a case for it because he wants a true wide receiver one. Ooh. He's had Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Lockett is not a true wide receiver one. He's forced into the job because mm-hmm. there is nobody there.
0: You got DK Metcalf there as well, man. That would be a sexy trio of wide receivers there. Holy it sweet. would. It
1: really would. But I don't think Odell stays in uh, Cleveland all year.
0: Interesting. Traded by, by the trade deadline, Odell is taking a hike. I Good. love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> all right, man. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with the wide receiver uh, bashing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my number three bold prediction. Mike Evans will finish outside the top twenty-four wide receivers in PPR (laughs) leagues. He won't even be a wide
1: receiver two in fantasy this year. As Jeremy says, get your mittens. Yeah, get your mittens. That's a hot one.
0: It is. It is. He, listen in that offense, uh, Brady works really just the you know the middle of the field. Uh, You know he works the tight ends, the slot receiver. I mean no.
1: They're, they're so, so is Chris Godwin the wide receiver one this year?
0: Eh, we'll, we'll talk about that here all in a right, few minutes. All right. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, But, you know, n- let's say like Tom Brady, man, in, in New England last year, there wasn't a wide receiver, like an outside wide receiver. They got more than 54 targets.
1: Right. He don't like throwing out there. He doesn't.
0: He doesn't. I don't think it's an arm strength thing. It is. He's, yep. He doesn't have that arm strength he, he likes to work you know he likes to exploit and take advantage of these linebacker matchups or slot you know corners with these with these slot guys and, and tight ends and I think that Mike Evans is going to catch a few touchdowns but I don't his receptions his volume is not going to be there and I don't think he I, he finishes outside the top 24 in PPR leagues uh, now that's bold. But I really, really feel that that's going to happen, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot of those Mike Evans owners, and, and we're going to see a lot. There are going to be a lot of pissed-off Mike Evans owners throughout the whole season. I and, agree. And and it's because of the way Brady plays. And so I, that's that's my opinion. Me and you have kind of talked about that before. But, yeah, Mike Evans will not finish as even a wide receiver to this year, and lucky if we can even get really flex production out of him. So sell him? If I had him, I would because, you know, you know, Brady's going to be there for at least two years, maybe three. Um, but over the next couple of, in fantasy football, if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, there's those there's guys in your league that play. They love rookies. They love picks. And they're always playing for three years from now. And mm-hmm. and those guys never win crap because three years from now, it's going to be a whole different league. That's how yeah. it is. That's how it is in the NFL. And I don't have time, man. I don't have time to sit on someone like a Mike Evans and hope, you know, wait for the for the next quarterback to take over in Tampa for him to be fantasy relevant again. I'm selling him now and and you can still I mean there's so many wide receivers you could trade him straight up for that I would much rather have. Now, I don't know, you know, the list I could really go into But there are a lot of those wide receivers that I would rather have moving forward that are going to have better production uh, than him. And, you know, maybe, you know, know, Cooper, A.J. Brown. Um, I don't know if I want to take a chance on Odell Beckham, but someone like a a Julio or a Calvin Ridley, Uh, a guy that I'm I'm big on, we'll talk about in a few minutes, is Cooper Cup, Uh, D.K. Metcalf, Allen Robinson. Those are all guys um, I would rather have than Mike Evans over the next couple of years. Because I don't believe in Brady's arm strength, um, the way he runs that offense. Man, he's he's just not going to get a lot of looks, a lot of volume. Um, he'll have a couple of games where he might catch a couple of touchdowns, um, but that's it. I mean, last year I think he put up the majority of his points in like three or four games. And I think that's going to be the same thing uh, moving forward for the next couple of years. Um, that offense, I just don't see Mike Evans putting up big points at all.
1: All right. I, I'm following. I'm following. Let's go sell him. All right. All right. What do you got? What are we on to? Who are number, man. Two, number two, Number two. The number two. All right. DeAndre Hopkins finishes outside the top ten.
0: I can see that.
1: Yep. So, Larry Fitz, last year, had 109 targets, for got 75 receptions. Christian Kirk had 107 targets, 68 receptions. Uh DeAndre Hopkins needs 150 targets for 104 receptions. There's no way that happens. He yeah. he he needs the targets and he's not gonna get the targets. It's just not gonna happen. Especially with Kenyon Drake there as well. Kenyon Drake's gonna be a target hog too. And then you got like I said, Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk there still. Like there's just no way. Like I think maybe if Larry Fitz retires you're going to see DeAndre Hopkins pick up next year, not this year though. And uh, there's he just doesn't have the chemistry with Kyler Murray yet. Like he can be the greatest receiver in the world, but all those other players have played with Kyler last year and helped him develop as a rookie. I
0: mean, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely just, agree. Um, you know, so
1: all the people that are super high on DeAndre Hopkins, sorry to cut you off. No, all the ahead. people super high on DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sorry to say he's going to be outside the top ten and wide receivers honestly maybe even further back not like not not as drastic as your Mike Evans take but uh DeAndre Hopkins is going to be outside the top 10
0: you know what did he say with uh uh gosh who was he talking with with uh someone the other day and he said that he saw his stats going up um in this uh Kingsbury uh passy pass friendly attack is what he says um, he says, I, I definitely see myself having one of my more productive seasons. Just like you said, he's got to get volume. And and like I said, a lot of people have Kyler Murray taking a huge step forward, but th- he's not throwing the ball uh, 150 times uh, to DeAndre Hopkins. No way. I don't see it either. I mean, it's possible, I guess. I just don't see it happening to where he has 100 catches because you have Christian Kirk, just because you have Kenyon Drake. You've got Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. And like I said, he you got to build that rapport, and he had that with Deshaun Watson in Houston. They, they knew each other like the back of each other's hand, and they knew sure they, they you know, had the timing down and all that. With this shortened off season and this coronavirus and everything going on, they've not had the chance to work together. It's going to be kind of a learn in progress uh, throughout the beginning of the season. It's going to affect his numbers. He could still finish as a back-end wide receiver one or a strong wide receiver two, but there's just no way in hell that his numbers are going to get any better are going to be better this year than last year there's just no way
1: you know what, man the more we talk about it i'm gonna sauce this up he's outside the top 15 interesting there's just no way it's happening i don't think everybody's so hyped on kyler murray i don't think kyler murray's that good that he can make deandre hopkins a wide receiver one
0: well he's definitely uh he's not, not he's not a better passer than deshaun watson
1: uh, you're gonna start some fights there. There's a lot of people yeah. that would argue with you on that, but yeah, I think chemistry-wise and stuff, I, I I agree. I I think that a lot of the aspects of his game are a little they're they're different than Deshaun Watson, so I, I'm curious to watch it all unfold. Like I think the that Arizona is gonna have quite a mean offense, but <sighs> Hopkins outside the top fifteen,
0: exactly. Um, it's just like we were saying, you know, I might get a little bit of hate because of this Kyler Mer- uh, Kyler Murray. I, I'm not bashing Kyler Murray. I just think that Deshaun Watson is a – I'd rather have Deshaun Watson as my quarterback over Kyler Murray. And if
1: – Oh, well, you didn't say that the other day, though, when we were talking.
0: Well, no, I'm talking I'm, – I'm not talking about, like, fantasy. I'm not talking oh, fantasy. Oh, like real football. I'm talking real football because if, okay. I, if I had the – if you gave me the option to have the Hopkins-Deshaun Watson combo, we already know what that produced. I'm taking yeah. that. I'm taking that all day over. Here's the thing, man. We're All we're hoping for, all, uh, all these folks are hoping for, is that Kyler can at least put up the same type of numbers as Deshaun Watson and that he can he, – he's not done it yet, and we're hoping that he will. But you already right. know what we had with Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, I, I just can't. Can't get on board. I'm not putting any money on the fact that his stats are going to go up um, outside the top 15. Now that's that's pretty ballsy, but uh, you know that's what this show's all about. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's big time stuff there. So hmm, interesting. Well, all right, man. Well, I'm going to stick with wide receivers with my number two bold prediction. And my number two is that Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper Cup will finish as a top three wide receiver in fantasy this year. PPR leagues, of course. Top three? Top three. Oh, top three. That's
1: uh, Fuego.
0: Mm-hmm. Top three. Now, I'll tell you right now, my number two... Uh, finishing number two is, is Michael Thomas. So uh, we'll talk about my number one here in a few minutes. But Cooper Cup is going to finish as a top three wide receiver in PPR leagues. He he put up good solid points last year. You've got Brandon Cooks is gone now. I'm t- Cooper Cup. We were just talking about 150 targets for DeAndre Hopkins. Cooper Cup is going to get a 150 plus targets.
1: Hey, uh, did you see them? They're talking about Gerald Everett again, I guess like, cause he's going to be healthy. I have a feeling that the Rams are going to run a lot of two tight end sets. So you're going to see Everett and Higby on the field at the same time. So I, I think that's kind of using Everett's athleticism a little bit more. I, I, that's a, that's a lot of targets for it, well, uh, Cooper well, look, Cup.
0: Hey, listen, Cooper Cup had 134 targets last year. He had 94 catches for 1,162 yards. He had 10 touchdowns. You know, he scored 250 fantasy points in PPR leagues. And this year, with Brandon Cooks being gone, uh, I'm not buying all this tight end stuff. Yeah, Higby and Everett will get some looks. Don't get me wrong. But he had 134 targets last year. He could easily surpass 150 targets this year in 94 catches. I've got him penciled in for 111 catches, 1,257 yards, and going from 10 touchdowns up to 13 touchdowns. Gives ooh, him, ooh, ooh. I'm telling you, man, it gives him 319 fantasy points for the year in mm. PPR leagues, which makes him a top three fantasy wide receiver I'm telling you right now that's going to happen and he's another guy that you can go get for a pretty good deal right now now he's not a huge discount but man hit he, he's gonna blow up this year and Robert Woods is gonna blow up too don't be wrong I'm not saying Robert Woods yeah, is I gonna so too. I don't think Robert Woods doesn't get the love either but I think both of these guys are gonna be damn good wide receivers but Cooper Cup he he is a f- just a he is one of those guys like McCaffrey, where man, all he does is eat, sleeps, and shits football. That's all he does. That's, <laughs> That's all. That's it. all he does. He's a he's a football nerd, man. That's all he lives for. And in this he is going to put up monster numbers. And the numbers I just gave, they're not much more than what he did last year. So if if he does achieve 150 plus targets, which I think that he will, I mean, 160 plus targets, That's doable. Absolutely. He could flirt with maybe, you know, top two, maybe even finish as the number one wide receiver this year, depending if an injury happens or something. Mm-hmm. But right now I've got him as my number three wide receiver in PPR leagues. I'm telling you, go get him. If you can draft. you haven't done your draft yet, go get his ass. I'm telling you, he's going to win you games.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Need a little drum moral for my. Oh, number yeah, one. we're, we're <laughs> at number <laughs> And you're number, number one. one. My number one bold take. Are you guys ready for this? I'm Are you ready? ready? You ready, 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 Bob? Ready. All right. AJ Green plays a full season. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. oh! You That's just, the bold take of the just, day. You just lost <laughs> me. You just lost <laughs> me. No way. Yeah, AJ Green plays a full season. That's my bold take for the uh for the whole year. Yay, we're doing it. Um so so you're think, saying
0: he's going to play more games than Will Fuller this year.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> add, that's we'll add that. AJ Green plays a full season equaling more games than Will Fuller. So I I and you know what? I think the dude's magic when he's on the field. He is. And if he can get out there and do some practice stuff and get some chemistry with Joe Burrow, you got to look out for this guy. Like, he's going to have a, a a decent stat line. Now, you still got Tyler Boyd and John Ross there, and they drafted T. Higgins. Uh, um, if, if A.J. Green play, still plays a full season, I, I see him as, like, a, a mid-to-high-end wide receiver, too, just because of how many other options are there for the Bengals to use. Uh, and Joe Mixon, too. You know what I mean? Like, they just... He's still going to be – if A.J. Green plays a full season, he's going to be a wide receiver, too, this year. I, so
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he plays yeah. all 16 games, there's no way he doesn't. Um, that's a that's a big if, but that's – I mean, that's what this show's all about, man, mm-hmm. is, is uh, having these bold takes because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that that's bold. I mean, it's, he hasn't played – God, I'm not touching that guy for nothing,
1: man. Hold you know? on, I don't know – there's a trade that went down uh, in one of my leagues. Let me see if I can find it. It was AJ Green
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a 2021 20, second. And this guy is a win now team. So if it happens.
0: If it happens, then that's If worth it, it happens,
1: that's. That'll you know, be worth that, it. That's, uh, that's a pretty good
0: trade. So, we'll see. I don't know. You, you, you have a, a disgruntled A.J. Green owner who just got rid of his ass. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still got a second-round pick out of him. Um, but, you know, if he can put up, you know, top-end wide receiver two numbers, maybe – listen, if if he plays 16 games, if he plays 17 – you know, if he plays all 17 weeks, if he plays 16 games, how's he not a wide receiver
1: one? That's uh, just too many weapons there. I, I think it's it's too much. You think I, that I don't know. It, yeah, it Tyler just Boyd
0: and, 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 and T. Higgins and and things like that are going to interfere with him? I,
1: so. I do. <laughs> okay. I do. And I think you you got to think about the security blankets for a rookie quarterback is going to be a tight end. Um, I, I'm kind of like very, very end of the draft picking up C.J. Ozoma mm-hmm. in Dynasty drafts <laughs> uh, just because I, I feel like he could be the touchdown guy there. And it's just when they get in the red zone, you're going to see a, a, a slightly panicked Joe Burrow out there looking for his big body tight end.
0: Yeah, when he has the uh, when he has that Steelers defense and that Ravens defense come crashing in on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be in a he's going to be in panic. Well, shoot, mode.
1: even Cleveland's defense is getting scary. Especially if
0: they pick up uh, Jadavian Clowney. I mean they they've made the best offer We're to him. Yeah, I mean I you know if you have him and Miles Garrett lining up on both sides, uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I hope it doesn't happen. As a Ravens fan, and I'm sure you don't same want to as happen. the Steelers. Exactly, yep. exactly. So, all right. Here, number My one. Number one. Bold prediction: Chris Godwin finishes as the number one wide receiver in PPR leagues this year. Chris Godwin, put it in the bank, buddy. Pound on the desk. Yep. All right. Number one wide receiver in fantasy this year. It's not going to be Michael Thomas. It's going to be Chris Godwin. He, with it's the Bra- Brady effect, it absolutely is. Listen, he's a stud already. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's their slot wide receiver. I don't think it's going to be the Tyler Johnson guy or the, you know, Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller. It's they're going to get the ball. Into Godwin's hands as much as possible. All of this, I don't know.
1: We'll see. Scotty Miller's a little white dude, like yeah. Well, he's that like is Jillian true. Like Julian Edelman, little white dude.
0: Yeah, that Wes Welker. But I, I really yeah. think <laughs> they are going to do everything they can to get the ball in Godwin's hands because I mean, last year, uh, let's like Edelman, for instance. We're talking about Edelman. He had 153 targets last year. You know, mm-hmm. he had 100 receptions last year. You know, Edelman did okay. He had 100. Edelman had 100 catches last year. You know how many catches yeah. Godwin had? Eighty-six.
1: And that's with a, a blind Jameis Winston. Yeah.
0: You don't think that's going up? You know how many targets he had last year with Jameis? One hundred and nineteen. Edelman had a hundred uh, going up. Yeah. Edelman mm-hmm. had one hundred and fifty-three. Listen, if 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 he gets one hundred and fifty plus targets like Edelman did, he's going to have one hundred and twenty-five catches. He's gonna have over fourteen hundred, almost fifteen hundred yards uh, receiving, and he had nine touchdowns last year. This year, he'll have at least eleven. Let's say give give him two more in this. Summit. He'll have eleven plus touchdowns, and that right there, that stat line gives him three, almost three hundred and fifty fantasy points, easily making him the number one wide receiver in fantasy this year. Go and again. I want to
1: see. I want to see him blast Mike Thomas then on uh, Twitter.
0: <laughs> he, can, he can. That'd uh, listen, be hilarious. Hey, listen. What? What if? You know, talk about blasting people, but think about it. You know, this this little bit of rivalry between Brady and Drew Brees. You know, uh, that's being-
1: why I was so excited when he went down to Tampa. Like a lot of people hate Tom Brady. I, I I don't really care for the guy, but I understand why he went to Tampa. I think he wanted to play Drew Brees twice a year, and I think he wanted to play Matt Ryan twice a year.
0: Yeah, it, but that's the thing is 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 with the little I don't know the friendly competition. It's competition. Yeah. It's
1: competition is but, all it is. But he he but, was in a, he was in AFC East before. Like mm-hmm. let's be, he was playing a crappy Jets team, mm-hmm. a a rebuilding Bills team who started to get it together. They always lost in Miami for some reason to a terrible team down there, but I think he wanted the, the more competition.
0: Yeah, but and, I, I it, like you said I think it's there's a little bit more to it between him and Breeze, you know, them mm-hmm. being uh, you know over 40 years old and, and each like every time one of them throws a touchdown, they're like breaking each other's (laughs) records, Mm -hmm. you know, which is really, really funny to watch. It's going to be very entertaining this next year to watch. And then, you know, I I could see something like, you know, uh, what was it? Michael Thomas had 149 catches last year with, with Drew Brees. What if, what if Brady wants to go and break that with Chris Godwin and gets him a (laughs) hundred, you know, does whatever he can to get him 150 catches, you know, I can see that happening this year. Just for that friendly, just that a, just just
1: to taunt Drew Brees, just
0: to piss him off, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just to just to do it because that's the thing that that Brady Brady, as funny as it is, get you know fifty championships, but he, he plays with a little bit of a chip, and yeah, and and I think that he's going to be extra motivated this year, being in a whole new place. Uh, having all these wide receivers, having all these weapons, having Gronk back and things like that. But I really think that Godwin is going to absolutely blow up. Uh, he is this year's Michael Thomas, um, and and he's a guy. Now, I'm not saying you can really get him at a discount. You can't, but I, you can get him in the second round. I mean, he's he's in the second round easily yeah. in a lot of drafts right now and, and slipping maybe into the top of the third round. If you, can, if you have that...
1: You pull some trickery and talk up Mike Evans to somebody and pick up Chris Godwin for a little cheaper.
0: Yeah. Say you've got the number two, number three pick in the draft, like we were talking about earlier, and you pick up a a Saquon or a Zeke or a Dalvin, and uh, you come around at the end of the second round, and you take a Godwin. And then right at the turn, right there in the third round, you take maybe a Kenyon Drake or a Mm -hmm. Leonard Fournette or a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Or something like that. Now you coming back around uh, later on in the draft, and maybe you take a Cooper Cup, uh, you take a Hollywood Brown. And Matt, think about that, man. This is all easily done in your
1: family. You're, you're making me want to go to a startup. Do it.
0: Do it tonight, man. Go. Do I'm not it. doing
1: it tonight. My uh, <laughs> Wife will kill me.
0: True. True. But I'm just no. saying, when you have some, t- I, I encourage you folks out there do a mock draft. And watch, it happens. You can go and get, if you you do a mock draft and you take a number, take the second or third slot, you can get one of those stud running backs, come back around, get someone like uh, Edward Solera, Kenyon Drake, um, or if Godwin falls to you, boom, home run, and then take one of those guys on the turn. You can still get Hollywood later on. You can get Cooper Cup later on. Uh, there's so many of these guys: it, it, Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Brandon Cooks. A lot of these guys that I mentioned, all of these guys, you can get and build up a superstar team and absolutely win your league in a redraft. So, yeah, I, I, I encourage people to go out there, play around, uh, whether it's on Yahoo, my fantasy league, ESPN, whatever it is, uh, do some mock drafts and watch it happen. You know, do your practice. It, yeah, m-
1: mock drafts drive me nuts, man. I'm a I'm team slow draft. So when people set these mocks up, it's like I get a one-minute clock and I don't even have time to look at my draft board to kind of like, oh, well, if I was building this team, I'd pick this guy. And then I was like, do you auto-pick? Like, oh, yeah, I, good I thing don't... I had time for that. I, I just – that drives me nuts a little bit. So well, I, I, I watch them. I'll sit there and, like, I get invitations to them, and I'll watch them. I just won't join one of the teams. Well, So I still you get do the them. feel for it, but, yeah.
0: I mean, they're fun to do if you if you stick it out. Um, because listen, everybody makes a, uh, everybody makes a pretty good pick in the first two, three, four rounds. Th- those it are... seems pretty
1: vanilla to me though. Yeah. Like there's nobody really jumping out of the, like, ah, uh, this is my guy. Like there's nobody drafting Chris Godwin at like fourth or fifth overall over Mike Thomas. Yeah. Like that's not happening. It's no, it's not.
0: No, it's not. And and, and, the only, and the thing about these mock drafts too that that'll I should go
1: into one and just do it just to screw people over, just yeah. to mess up their whole their whole like thing. I don't I don't I don't typically do that, but I think it'd be hilarious well, to go in there and number the fifth pick overall or something like that and take uh, Chris Godwin.
0: Well, there's, there's guys that go in and they and the mock draft is to practice, and there's a lot of guys that'll go in there. It drives me nuts too, and they'll they'll be dudes that'll go in there and like. uh uh, they'll just do the first two rounds because they, just for just for this for this conversation's sake, you know, they might go. You know, I want to see if I can get Godwin at the end of the second round, and they'll try it. If they don't, then they drop out, and then the whole damn then they're auto picking for the you know they're out and they're auto picking, and you got two or three guys that do that. They they want to practice the first two three rounds, and then they're out. And then it's just, you know, the computer's making all the
1: picks for him. And that always gets on your nerves. Yeah, that bugs me. Yeah. Because I I like to see, like, who can I sneakily pick up in, like, the seventh or eighth round? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just let's see who falls down to there. And, and, unfortunately, a lot of my leagues I'm in with the same people. And it's a lot of guys from, like, the Trade Addicts Network and stuff like that. Like, we've just kind of done, like, spinoffs and everything of, of the Trade Addicts League. So it's the same scoring and format and everything but you know uh dynasty outhouse doesn't really like to do a ton of startups so the rest of us are itching for it so we just yeah. do like oh we're like this year i'm in one with uh it's a redraft league but we're doing uh it's like a full uh what do you call it best ball we're doing mm-hmm. a best ball one super flex and some of the people that were falling late was very very interesting. So. Like, I, I'm kind of well, curious now to I, see when Chris Godwin went.
0: Well, there's people like like in best ball leagues that tend to go higher, like a Will Fuller, a Hollywood Brown. Uh, people like that that are bigger home run hitters, those mm-hmm. those tend to go higher uh, than usual in a best ball draft. So
1: in the best ball draft here, Chris Godwin went uh, the, at the 2-8. Eight. So eighth pick of the second round in the 12-team league. That's what I'm Super talking flex. about. That's what I'm talking so. about.
0: That you know, it, it, now that guy's run-
1: team started with. Uh, let me let me run this down because I'm I'm big on this Chris Godwin thing with you now. Mm-hmm. Like you got my wheels a turning. Mm-hmm. So Dalvin Cook went. So this guy's picking uh, fifth round or f- fifth pick of the first round. Sorry. So first round he got Dalvin Cook. Then he went Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones in the third. Now it's best ball in single year. So I like it. Uh, Cooper Cup in the fourth. Then he got Stefan he got Stephon Diggs in the fifth. His first quarterback that he took into Superflex League is Kirk Cousins. Then he got Keenan Allen in the seventh, Will Fuller in the eighth, which in best ball Will Fuller's a stud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Damian Williams in the ninth round. Um, ben Roethlisberger in the tenth shoot man and and then from there it's just kind of stuff starts to fall off you know what i mean but uh but at that point like that guy's team is just riddled and uh, with talent and uh,
0: and, and and that's an actual draft, you know. I don't right. want people to, you know, say, "Hey, I'm telling people to go and do mock drafts and go and practice and watch. You can get this guy and you can get Cooper Cup here and you can mm-hmm. get Chris Godwin there." You know, I'll take a step back. It is a mock draft, so people are testing things. So those drafts may not go according um, to plan. You know, in a, in a couple months when it actually does count.
1: Right, um, and this is with guys that know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in one of your home leagues or something like that, and you're trying to get things going, like encourage your, your future teammate or uh, league mates to go do some mocks too. So they can kind of get a feel for where people are going. It ultimately will make your draft go so much better because people will draft a team that makes sense, especially for your format. So if you're starting up a new league or something, you got a home league going on, like get people that are actually going to put the effort in. Don't just like throw some people together Especially if you're doing a dynasty draft, get them in there doing mocks and seeing where dynasty values are versus redraft values. So do both and see what the difference is.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I think Chris Godwin takes the place of Michael Thomas, especially this time next year. We'll be talking about Godwin as the first receiver off the board, uh, especially if Hopkins takes a little bit of a step back. Um, I think that Michael Thomas takes a little bit of a step back because Drew Brees most likely is going to retire after this year uh, unless something drastic happens. And Tom how's...
1: Brady's still playing. Drew Brees is still going to play.
0: Yeah, it could be. Now, if that's the case, then Michael Thomas is still top three. Um, but if he does retire, I mean, are we really gonna trust Taysom Hill? I mean, they're saying he's the guy, but let's just say it is Jameis. Say J- they could g- be. Say they keep Jameis. I mean, you know, but I really do think this time next year, Chris Godwin is going to be that number one receiver um, off the board, and and I think you know your top three guys could be him, Michael Thomas, and Cooper Cup. You kind know, me right. crazy. It's bold it's bold but that that's that's uh I'm sticking to it so all right you do that yeah well all
1: right man well I think that was a uh, I think that was a good show man what'd you think oh yeah I had, a, I had a good time I definitely enjoy uh talking a little extra stuff just about bold takes and how I'm feeling about players so yeah. I, I enjoyed it
0: Yep, and, and, and we do appreciate everyone out there that's given us a listen. And like Rob said earlier, um, if you wouldn't mind, feel free to go, you know, leave us a, a, a good review. Subscribe to our, our show. Uh, feel free to message us or tweet us. Um, and, and, let you know, if you have any questions, trade advice, trade anything at all, any suggestions uh, for the show, we're always open to it. We want to make sure uh, that we put on the best show and that we help each and every one of you out there win a championship and a lot of the stuff we went over today most definitely could do that very thing it'll keep your wife's off your ass if you lose money because mm-hmm. i know my mine always ask me all the damn time you know like well how much money did you pay to get in that league how much money did you pay to get in that oh league oh my god um, yeah i hear it all the time man. Like less so,
1: than you spent on that purse
0: exactly so <laughs> maybe to keep your wife off your ass a little bit there and and or you know vice versa if your husband if you there's any any ladies out there that play and your husband asking the same thing it'll keep him from nagging you too so you know like i said any help or any suggestions you have we're we're always uh open to it that's what we're here to do is to help you folks out there so, so we got
1: a new uh twitter handle right
0: um we're working on it we're working on it right now um if you want to tell some folks about it there go right ahead
1: so yeah uh we were the ppr podcast right and uh bob and i had a conversation for a while last night i think i looked down we got off the phone man we were talking for like over an hour just on the phone uh unfortunately it wasn't recorded because your microphone cord was jacked up Mm -hmm. but uh we we talked for a while and i think we settled on uh we're going to do a little rebranding and uh we're going with the dynasty pros fantasy show i think that's what we settled on right yeah yeah we are
0: we are going to do a, a new uh, a Twitter handle here soon. Um, it's going to be called The Dynasty Pros. And uh, we're looking at doing our own website, uh, expanding out. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback and a lot of uh, contributions and everything uh, to us for this. And, and we're hoping to expand and, and add even more, bring some more people in, involve some more people, uh, you know, put more podcasts out there, have the website going that's on down the road but you know it's going to be called dynasty pros and we're going to be here to help you all with any of those keeper league questions any any dynasty league stuff um so that's we'll be doing some rebranding but for the time being we're still going to be the PPR podcast but eventually it will be the dynasty pros fantasy show so right
1: so uh on twitter you're uh the underscore ppr underscore podcast right Mm mm-hmm okay and uh I, I run the Back Row Steelers show, so you can hit me up there. It's at Back Row Steelers. Yep. So if you want to ask uh, uh, myself something directly, feel free, uh, again, at Back Row Steelers and at the underscore PPR underscore podcast.
0: Yep. And if anyone wants to get involved, feel free to, to message us there as well. Uh, if you have any ideas, like I said, we're looking for some folks to bring on uh, to cover some teams and to cover some different things as far as podcasts and articles and such. Um, so if you have any ideas or want to get involved, feel free to hit us up anytime. Uh, message us at, at you know any point. We, we we would love to talk with you and kind of move forward with something. So absolutely yep well all right well listen rob i appreciate you brother it's been a, another great show we hope that this will uh like we said h- help you win some ball games this year you know maybe uh put a little money in your pocket by the end of the year so again
1: that's the idea
0: yep yep thanks for listening to the show um Uh, in the next few episodes, we're going to be getting back into like the divisions and things like that. And I think in a couple of episodes, me and you've been kind of talking about maybe our top, you know, maybe our top 10 sell nows and maybe some Mm -hmm. of our top 10 buys, um, you know, some, some guys we we're going to, we're going to advise you to kind of cash out on now. And some of those guys, we want you to go ahead and pick them up because they're going to blow up soon. So, uh, you know, kind of keep your eyes open for those next shows. Uh, We'll put it all over the place. But until then, we appreciate you listening to us. Um, And everyone, please, please, please stay safe.